everyone, welcome to Spread the Talk, our very first podcast brought to you by Spread the Word Organization. I'm Shakila, and I'm going to be hosting our first episode in the segment, which is Step Out of Your Comfort Zone. Studying abroad opens the door to a different future. I'm Mara Tobing, and I will also be hosting today's episode titled Studying Abroad, A Life-Changing Experience. So before we start, you guys may be wondering what Spread the Talk is, right? So Spread the Talk is our new podcast where we talk about teen problems, finance, study tips, and many more. We serve you with this informative platform that aims to discuss and educate society with information that we hope can help a lot of people out there. Yes, so we hope that every project that is made can be carried out according to our vision. And one of them is by creating the segment. In this segment, which is titled Step Out of Your Comfort Zone, we will dive into discussion in our first episode about studying abroad and how it can change your life. We will have our amazing guest speaker, Ka'arfin Farshad, joining us today. Hey, Yay. you can introduce Hello. yourself first. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Arvin. Uh, you know me from TikTok. I think my videos may or may not have come across your FYP once in a while. But anyways, just to introduce myself quickly, I am a student in the University of Toronto, a first year student. And I am so glad that uh, Spread the Word has invited me to talk to you guys today because I'm really, really keen on sharing my experience and maybe helping a few, guys, uh, a few of you guys with applying to your unis this year. Okay, so welcome, Karvin, to the very first episode of Spread the Talk. And on today's episode, we will be talking about studying abroad. As an Indonesian student who is currently studying in the University of Toronto, you must be quite familiar with the process of applying to universities abroad and specifically in Canada or maybe even Australia and other countries as well. And we have actually prepared some questions to ask you today. So let's head on to the first question, which is what motivated you to study abroad? Like what made you decide to study abroad and not in Indonesia? Hmm, what motivated me? Well, uh, I think one of the main factors is because that uh, studying abroad has always been a dream of mine. Like as a kid, I would love, I love to travel. I love to go to new places. And I think one day in like 10th grade, that's when I took school. I, I, I started to take school seriously at like 10th grade. And at that point, I was like, I want to go to, I want to go to university where to somewhere like where I've never been before. And Canada was one of them. Like I've never been to Canada like this, like the first time that I've ever been to Canada is when I'm going to uni. So that's one mm-hmm. thing, one reason why. But it's, uh, uh, hmm. studying abroad is just a very new and fresh experience, you know, because like when you're in a new country, you're by yourself, you're, you force, it kind of forces you to become independent, forces you to become more social, be more open-minded. Yeah. And that is, I think that's just what I need right now, especially during these uh, difficult times during the COVID pandemic where, Social life is kind of hard. So putting myself in an uncomfortable situation where I'm forced to grow and where I'm forced to be social, it really helps me out. Oh, so it's kind of like entering a whole different world and like a new stage in life with like a whole yeah. new world. Yeah, and like a exactly. whole new world of friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, that, I think that other than having exciting experiences, you can also expand your career opportunities and to find greater freedom too, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there's, it's such a complete different culture, like in every I aspect, know. like 
Exactly. It's been just one month here, and I feel like the, I, the culture shock is real, like very real. Like <laughs> there's so many new things that I need to learn, so many things that I didn't know you can do here that you can that's actually available. There's so much support. I I really really enjoy my time here so far, and I'm this is just my first month here, guys. So like I have so much things uh, to do, and I'm really excited to continue to share my experience. Yes. So I'm curious. Like, did you ever consider applying into universities in Indonesia? Actually, I did. Uh, I actually tried to apply to uh-huh. uh, ITB and Unpad, <laughs> and I, I'm actually yeah. One of the reasons why I tried to apply there is because of my dad, and uh-huh. uh, also be- and also because of, like my curiosity. Like, I'm just curious, like how hard is it? <laughs> because like I've heard, yeah, yeah. Because I took the SBM. Ah, SBM. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I actually took that. Like, I when did I take that? April. April, I think. I took that in April, April 2021. Yeah. So then I took that test for to, untuk masuk ke ITB and UNPAD. And like, it was an experience. It was because like, well, a funny story is that I, the the story of how I actually got registered to do the SBM PTN is because one day my dad just came into my room and he just took a picture of me. And then he said like, I asked like, wait, wait dad, what is this for? And then he he, he stayed silent. He didn't say anything. And then two months later, I get an I get an email from, uh, from the SBN PTN saying that uh, that I'm registered and I I'll have my <laughs> test next week. And I and I'm like, what? and I, and then I saw a picture of me like in the email. I'm like, oh wait a second, oh. this is the picture that my dad took of me two months ago. So this is what it's for. He, he never told me. And I, I, I did, guys, I didn't study for SBN PTN. I just he, <laughs> my crazy. dad literally just yeah, my dad literally just said, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> but then like i don't i didn't think i'd get a passing grade i don't know i, I didn't even get to get a chance to see my score guys <laughs> oh my god that is so funny yeah so was it like, because, like mm-hmm. for the applying to universities in indonesia um no like was it as hard like did you find the the sbm at the end of- surprisingly not really like the, it's kind of really? because i took i took an international i took international curriculum right uh, i took ib oh, and yeah. like fu- the funny thing is that some things overlap there's some things that i learned in ib and that's that came up in the sbm ptn it's just that the the way they word the question is different it's kind of the same probably the different the things that i didn't understand such as physics i didn't take physics and then they tested me on physics so oh my god oh my gosh i yeah. cannot and, so like, like the, the test for languages like bahasa like the answers are so like also sometimes the english questions like the questions itself the grammar is already wrong so they're like i don't know how to answer <laughs> oh. the question oh my god Yeah, because like the the English in the in the test, it's so awkward. It's not like what I'm used to. So then, like when I answer, I I had a difficult time answering the the questions for the English test as well because I don't understand the question because those, they call, they word it so weird. Oh, yeah. So out of all the universities that you applied to, what made up your mind to choose University of Toronto? Like, why did you choose to be in University of Toronto? So, uh, and at first I had two options. I either want to go to Canada or Australia. So mm-hmm. I, I applied to the, not- the notable universities that I applied to and got accepted to was University of Toronto, University of Melbourne, University of New South Wales, and uh, where else? University of Sydney. 
uh, I applied to those. Oh, also, U- University of British Columbia, UBC. So I applied oh, to those universities, nice. and I just thought, <laughs> uh, uh, like, I know many of my friends and te- my friends, teachers and parents, they suggested me to go to Australia. Like they say, uh, it's more closer yeah. to Indonesia, you easily go home. But then once I did more research and then once I actually asked some of my alumni about studying and graduating from an Australian university, they said that like uh, life after university is hard because uh, essentially if you're going to, if you study, you're only going to study in Australia. It's very hard to become like a permanent resident unless you take mm-hmm. a master's degree where you become married or you marry, to, marry yeah. with a local and get a permanent yeah. residence. It's really complicated. So then like, I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking for the. I'm thinking long term, like the next ten years. Like I want it to be as easy for me as possible. And I Canada, Canada is very open to uh, international uh, international students. You can literally get a study per uh, a working permit actually after you graduate. So after you graduate, you can you can work here for up to three years, and then also and then in those three years, you can apply for a permanent residence and stay here for as long as you want. And uh, yeah, the, one one of the factors was that of why I wanted to choose Canada, and then why I chose University of Toronto specifically was because uh, it's a, it was a top twenty university, and I actually got offered a scholarship to study here. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was really surprising. So, uh, like, I don't think I I forgot how many people got offered the scholarship. I think uh, only hundred forty four people if i'm not mistaken oh wow yeah yeah so then like it it was really it was really like it comes as a shock to me because when i i thought i i I was 90 percent confident i was going to ubc Mm. because it was like lower rank like i thought i thought i can get a scholarship from ubc and then ended up they didn't give me anything (laughs) i got accepted but they they didn't offer me a scholarship i was like yeah i was i was like confused and then like next week then the week after i got my acceptance from ubc i got a email from university of toronto that they offered me scholarship and i was surprised like i was actually surprised because like how come a high-ranked university offered me a scholarship compared to ubc so i was like like it was it's literally you can't expect anything and like when you apply to uh, universities abroad like uh you can always get your hopes up because anything can happen that maybe the admissions team, maybe they're feeling nice and they're going to give you a scholarship. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I'm sure we all have like one major question when thinking about universities, which is like, mm-hmm. how did you figure out like you want to take this major or like that major? Yeah. 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 This, this, I feel like high school students, they, this is the most common ask question. Like, yeah. How do I know what I want to do? Because like sometimes like you, you like how like do you guys know what you guys want to be or like what you guys are trying to Not aim for? Really. I want to be a surgeon, but I'm still contemplating over it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I wanted I wanted to be a surgeon too in like tenth grade really? until I realized that I had like tremor hands and I can't. Oh, that is so sad. <laughs> That's oh my god. Actually, I, I want to be a surgeon because I watch Grey's Anatomy. Oh my god. That yeah. is oh, oh. <laughs> that's so cool. Yes, that, mo- mostly like when I go to my friends who are taking like uh-huh. uh, the medical path, <laughs> their inspiration is Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like it's so insp- inspirational. <laughs> I know. But yeah, um, I think one tip to 
to know what you want to do in university is no like it's gonna sound so cheesy and touche but you have to know what you like you have to know what you enjoy especially in school Mm -hmm. like what you enjoy doesn't mean like i think some people misunderstand that they can only enjoy things if it's easy you know but then that's not the case everything you'll do you'll face you'll face a sense of like a level of difficulty because like that level of difficulty will allow you to grow right Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people mis pe- people misjudge uh, that uh, if if it's hard they don't like it. It's not that. Maybe it's because it's hard. Uh, it's, it's it's forcing forcing you to to become better, to become more skilled in that area, and that's what I experienced during my uh, the start of my uh, high school life because I was really not in the like I was not in the same frequency as doing science. I was actually, I was so lost. I didn't know what to do. But then like once I did some soul searching and I centered myself to uh, focusing on the sciences, I actually realized like, wow, I'm actually kind of good at this. Like, and I actually enjoy it. Like I had a fun time doing it. So then uh, I know that I want to work in this, the area of science. And now I just have to determine like, what do I want to do? uh in that area of science so then that's when i uh i did more external research i'm like uh what type of jobs will be the one that's most scouted on uh, in the next 20 years blah 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 so then like after that i i I decided on um biotechnology because biotechnology is yeah so the what biotechnology really is as uh, for uft at least it's because it's uh integrating uh, biology, uh, the manufacturing of products, and also business. So those three things combined together in one degree, and that's I think that's perfect for me because like I like uh, my 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 backup plan like after I graduate is to become a researcher, but my ultimate goal is to like open my own business or open my own industry uh, in the world of biotechnology, like in that industry because that industry is still like a developing industry, like it's not really uh it's not really out there yet and it will be bigger in the future so it's about long-term thinking mm-hmm. as well I agree. yeah, I yeah. Agree. like uh, me too though like i want to be a surgeon but i don't think science is really my area of expertise but i'm risk taker you know i'd like to try yeah yeah, yeah. yeah everyone yeah, that's, that's uh, great. yeah honestly like being a risk taker is like mm-hmm. yeah sorry mm-hmm. no it's did fine. i interrupt you no, yeah, I, I just want to say, like, yeah, I just want to say that like I, uh, being a risk taker is so it's people like the demand of like risk takers mm-hmm. everywhere. Like everyone wants to find a risk taker. Like everyone wants to work with a risk taker because I don't know. It's just that one trait where uh-huh. that like it it, it, give, it makes you more ahead of everyone. You know, like some people, especially True. me. You know, we're kind of mm-hmm. we're kind of I'm kind of shy, and then like I kind of envy people who are risk takers and who are confident. So. If if you're willing to go out of your comfort zone, go ahead. True. I used to be a really shy yeah. person, though. Me too. Oh but now that I, now that I stepped out of my comfort zone, I feel like I I feel so confident speaking. I don't know why, but yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's really yeah, good. Right. I feel I kind of felt like that too because like yeah, right. Especially yeah, especially like during the pandemic, it oh, it made me mm. such an introverted person because I was so focused on studying. I didn't have a, I like I lost my social life. So then, in my first month of uni, I was literally socializing every day, and my social battery just drained. It's tiring. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I have a I have a question. Like, did yeah, you yeah. find an 
an Indonesian community in U of T or like in Canada in general? Yes, actually, that is. I want to actually want to talk about that because, like, uh, especially to all the Indonesian listeners right now, like there are Indonesians everywhere, like everywhere. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to worry. You can, li- cool. yeah, yeah. So then, in my campus, in my UTM campus, there's something called the Indonesian Student Association. So then I just followed them on Instagram and then I got connected with some of the people there. And then uh, I was able to talk with them. They were able to help me like with my courses and stuff. They're like, they, they, were able to give, they were able to give me a heads up of like what to expect in my first year, which is something that you need, like, especially as first year students, like you want some sense of like, uh, just like sense of comfort because like when you're entering your first year, you are a first year student. You don't know anything. <laughs> and you and like, if you want to know something, like sometimes it's not it's not about asking the internet or asking the teachers, but asking people who've gone through the same th- thing as you. Yeah. So those like Indonesians, especially karena mereka orang Indonesia, like it makes it uh, easier to communicate. Like you find comfort in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're just it's it's a really good community. Indonesian communities are everywhere around the world. I all I had to do was search up Indonesian students. Uh, University of Toronto and it popped up and then I was able to contact some people oh. from there yeah Ooh. oh that's really cool that's really cool yeah, yeah. and then like the fu- the funny thing is that like once I made friends with them I realized that we have mutual friends so then it's kind of cool so like oh. yesterday yeah so like yeah mutual a few days ago yeah. I went I, yeah a few days ago I went downtown with my friend right and then like uh, my uh, a U of T a University of Toronto friend I just met so then like we, we were just talking and then like I posted something on my story and my best friend from Indonesia who's studying in the US right now I literally said, Oh my gosh, her best friend is her best friend is not, is my best friend right now and I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Like, what, what are the chances? Like it's so weird because like the world is so small. The world is actually so small. It's such a small world. Yeah. So yeah. it's crazy. Sometimes you you have those like oh my god moments where like oh my god like you're friends with them i'm 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 close with them too so it's really 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 fun yeah do you have your own tactics on like how to make friends when studying abroad oh my own your own way yeah um i think one of the strategies i applied this like right now is that i had the intention to live in dorms like if you're gonna if you're a first year student i I encourage you to live in dorms because like right now i'm currently in my dorm and i'm telling you like i don't know if i would ever be this social if i weren't in a dorm because like living in living in close quarters with other people (laughs) it forces you to socialize like there's gonna be so many events Every day, like, people are going to go out. People are going to ask you to go out, like, hey, are you free? Do you want to grab some lunch, grab some dinner? And it's those little interactions that can go a long way. You know, you can make so many valuable connections just through living in dorms because you don't know. Maybe they could help you out one day in the future. Maybe they can uh, link you up with a job. Who knows? Making connections is one of the Mm -hmm. most important things in first year and one of the things that people overlook. People think that... In my first year, I have to get, uh, I have to adjust to the school. I have to get a 4.0 GPA, blah, 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 blah. When in reality, if you make connections and if you can uh, take care of your mental health, if you study hard enough, you'll make it further in life and you'll be set for life like for the next 15 years because you have all those valuable connections you made. True. 
Yeah, speaking mm. about friends, do you still talk to your high school friends? Like, and how, like, how do you stay in touch with them? Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I still, like, usually when I post on my story, they usually reply to me, and then okay. we have, like, these short conversations. And if and if we're if we if we have the time because of like the time zones, you know, uh, we usually like organize movie nights. We call with each other with Google Meets, and it's just a way so that I feel I don't know I feel comfortable when I talk with them because like like comfortable and also sad at the same time because like I don't know something about graduating in the pandemic. It feels really weird. <laughs> it's like it didn't feel right. <laughs> so then like yeah, whenever i feel see my... real yeah i know yeah it's like wow like all we did we spent one and a half years like not seeing each other and we only saw each other again when we graduated in the ceremony mm-hmm. it's really it was really offsetting so then like when i see them i i, I get kind of sad but then when we laugh together games together it becomes something that i really value a lot Especially if it if it's less like a five to ten minute call or maybe even an hour call, like I really value my time with my high school friends because mm-hmm. some of them helped me get to the position I am today. Yeah. Okay. So, um, speaking about like high school friends, like I heard that you did the IB, right? So, how yes. is the shift from like IB life to like life in university right now? Oh, ooh, IB life. Oh my gosh, I have yeah. to. <laughs> like, did it like, prepare I, I, you for like... Oh. Okay, let me, okay, let me, this is such an interesting topic because like I'm currently living in the, in this situation right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So like so far in the first month of university, I am very, 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 very grateful that I took the IB. Because the way the way things work in university, it's like eighty percent similar to what oh. I experience right now in university. It's very very similar, like the like the way of thinking, like and the IB it forces you to think in a certain way to think in the to think as an IB student, right? Like you have these mm-hmm. you have those like learner profiles and everything. Like you have, you have to do those reflections every once in a while. And those things, it adds up in university. And you can see, you can literally see and compare uh, your progress with your, with your other friends. Because I have a few friends who didn't take the IB, who took like national curriculums. And then they were struggling with the work. They were struggling with the workload because they're not used to it. They were, they were, they were, they, were, they weren't actually familiar with how to balance multiple subjects. Meanwhile, in IB, you're expected to balance six different subjects while also doing community work and also doing theory of knowledge. <laughs> so then, <laughs> yeah, so then, yeah, when you do. When you do IB, it, it, it forces you to manage your time. And when you go to university, that skill will help you a lot. And it help, it has helped me a lot. It's actually helped me so much to the point that I'm able to balance my social life with my academic life so far. Like I've been getting, so far I've been getting like, uh, in my tests and quizzes, I've been getting A's and A pluses. And I'm, Whoa, I'm still going. Wow, wow, that's really, <laughs> thank you. That's really nice. Yeah, and I'm I'm still had the chance to go out every week, go downtown, meet friends, meet new people, so go to a few parties just for socializing, and yeah, literally the IB it trains you to for it trains you for university. <laughs> yeah, I saw your TikTok video. You got a really good score on IB. That's uh-huh. crazy! Oh my god, 
Oh my gosh, you guys saw the video. <laughs> yeah, it's not the yeah, video. Yeah, we saw the video. <laughs> yeah, Even the sacrifices we like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even my friends were like, oh my god, it's so cool and everything, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so hard. Like, yeah, I sacrificed so much of my social life in IV, but mm. then once I mm-hmm. came to Canada, like, I let that all out. Like, I was able to, I don't know, I feel so free. <laughs> How about your plans after uni? Like, are you planning to stay in Canada or are you going to go back to Indonesia after you graduate? Mm, oh, that's a good question. Because, uh, like, the, one of the reasons I went to Canada is so that I could secure a future, like, a good mm-hmm. future here. Because, uh, like, to be honest with you, the like, the scientific, the science industry in, in Indonesia, it, there's not really that much demand in Indonesia for people who's taking biotechnology, for example. Because they're too focused on other industries that are developing in that area. So then if I were to work here, I'll be able to get a better income and to be able to get more value from my degree compared to if I were to move back directly to Indonesia. So then my plan, at least for now, is to graduate with my degree, find a job here, maybe get a work permit here, stay an extra three years after my four-year course. And once I, once in those three years, I'll try to make as much connections as I can, as much networks as I can. So then later, if I, if I do want to start like a business or work in the industry in Indonesia, I'll be able to have all those resources ready for me to oh, use. Oh, yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that's, that it's something that like your, like your working life, it's something that you have to plan in advance. Like some people uh, only plan for like the next five years, the next two years. But then, like, for me, at least, I like to plan for, like, the next long 10, term. 15 years ahead. Yeah, just long term. So then I can get a better picture of what I'm working towards, too. And also give me a goal, you know. It's, um, it gives me something to work to. Mm-hmm. Like, every day yeah. I have something that I want to work towards. And I feel like having that long-term goal, it really motivates you to to have that grit, to, to go have that endurance to pursue uh, and achieve later in life. Yeah. And also, like, um, how was the university application process like for you back when you were Ooh. still in high school? So then in my school, like, I had a counselor, but then mm-hmm. the counselor, it didn't really have that much benefits aside from, like, the counselor only helped me submit my documents. But in oh. terms of research and everything, uh, I did it all myself because, like, COVID hit oh. and then, like, it was awkward like the communication between student to counselor it became kind of difficult so then i had to take the initiative to uh research like how do you apply to canadian universities how do you uh how do you make sure you uh you submit the right documents and all that stuff so uh for the for applying to canada i applied to i applied using like a platform like you know for if you want to apply to the united states you have that ucas i think is it UCAS? Mm. Or, Yep, yep. It's oh, yeah, it's UCAS. Yeah, it's UCAS, right? If you want to fly mm. to the United States. And Wait, I think no, there's I another... Think it's, it's, UCAS is for oh, no, no. the United it's, Kingdom. UCAS is for the UK. I, the common, common app. Common app, app is yeah. for the US, yeah. Yeah, common mm-hmm. app for the USA. So then, like, in Canada, there's one. There's the same thing for the Ontario area. Like, universities in the Ontario area. It's called OUAC. So... Oh. You use that. Yeah, you use that form to apply to the Canadian universities in the... Ontario area but aside from that like when I want to apply to the Australian universities and also UBC you just have to literally go to their website uh, search up uh, how to apply 
and then it's going to take you there. It's really simple. And usually applications opens during like late September. So right now is actually university application season. So it's a perfect time for me to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For those who are yeah. thinking of studying abroad and if you're listening to this, it is really important to do some research and understand well, like the country and the university that you want to go to. Yeah, and like I, yeah, when I I I submitted my application in mid December. So you guys, if you guys want to like submit earlier than me, you guys still have some time to make sure you know where you want to go. Like do your final research, make sure. your uh, prepare your yourself uh, if you're ready to go study abroad, and uh, just hope for the best. Yeah. And also make sure you choose like the right country and the right college and yeah. don't let like your friends and family influence your university decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah. that's something that's really good point. Yeah, yeah make sure it's what you want. You're the one yeah. that's going to be enduring the three to four years. Exactly. So you make yeah. sure you, you get what you want. Yeah. And like, was the university application process overwhelming for you? Like, how did you feel um, applying to universities? Uh, it wasn't overwhelming, but there's just a lot of deadlines. Like, a lot. Like, you have to submit this document by this date and this document by this date. So then that's kind of overwhelming. But if you are, if you are aware, if you take note of things and if you put reminders in your calendar which i sometimes forget to do <laughs> you should be you should be set you should be yeah make sure just make sure you submit your documents on time and you don't submit anything late because if you submit things late it's gonna ruin the it's gonna make the process way more complicated and it's gonna leave a bad impression on your on the university yeah. mm-hmm. especially during the pandemic yeah like the presence of covid-19 i feel like it changes the education in the future like seeing that we must be able to adapt to like working and studying online for like any kind of reasons and situations it must have been so hard for everyone honestly what about you like has the COVID-19 pandemic affected like the application process yeah and like for the application process it's it's been difficult because like like surprisingly people are are, there's lots of there's an increased intake of students like in Mm -hmm. 2020 and 2021 because of the pandemic, because like I think some some schools they they lower the the standards and they lower the the grade boundaries to for getting accepted. So I think more people are really? applying. Yeah, which makes it more competitive. So it's really weird. But then at the again like adapting to a new like and for me like I'm I'm doing both. I'm doing a, adapting to a new way of learning and also adapting in a new environment. So like I'm in the peak level of uncomfort. <laughs> But it's it's something that it, it's not it's not easy. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like it's not easy, but it's something that you, you know. It's something like when you want to adapt to a certain situation, uh, you'll make lots of mistakes along the way. Like for me, I like for me right now. I'm my classes are actually still online uh, until when until December. Oh. Yeah. So then it's really weird having to do tests online, like adapting to like the different ways of doing tests so it's it's something that we have to take day by day and something that we just have to prepare for like being prepared is actually a secret weapon if you're prepared for whatever comes tomorrow you're set yeah i definitely agree 
And also, like, as, like, a person who's currently studying in a whole different country, did you experience any culture shock or did you ever get homesick? I know you said, like, you experienced some culture shock just now. Can you, like, maybe elaborate mm-hmm. more? Ooh, yeah, maybe, like, just the culture. One of the things that shocked me the most is just this, like, the way socializing works here. Uh, it's very different yeah. from Indonesia, you know, like... It's very Western, yeah. It's very Westernized, like the way people greet each other, the way people talk, the way people spend their free time. It's very different than people in Indonesia. Maybe it's because of like the like a majority population is Western here, and it's it's something that I had to get used to. Like people, like literally having a social life here is something that people value a lot. <laughs> I think that's the same for Indonesia, but then like in here, like the way they socialize, it's it's different. Uh, what else? There's there's like different sort of like different norms here, like uh, also different ways of uh, like etiquette. There's there's different there's such things like that, and yeah, probably the, that's that's the so far the only culture shock I've experienced so far. I'm def, I'm sure that I'm gonna experience like a little bit more culture culture shock later in the next few months, but so far that's it. <laughs> do you get like homesick a lot? Like, how do you deal with it? Oh, homesickness. Yeah, like I you, like homesick. in the first I think the first three weeks, the first oh. three weeks I get I got quite homesick. So then like I called my mom, I called my little brother. And then, like, I, I video called them because, like, I was just missing them so much and also missing back, Aww. like, home because I was just alone here. Like, I had no friends yet. So then it was really oh, hard. Yeah. yeah I was, so then, like, yeah, I was not used to the, like, I, I wasn't used to having to go out to socialize because when was the last time I did that? Probably 2019. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, like, when you go to university, like, especially abroad, it's like pressing a restart button, you know, like mm-hmm. everything, your reputation, your, where you're like, where you are placed in your social hierarchy in your high school, all of that is gone. And you're starting from, yeah. from scratch. Mm-hmm. You're new. You're someone new and everyone else in the same level, you know, no one is different than the other. And you will, you'll have to make those connections. You'll have to get those grades and you'll yeah. have to show your character to everyone it's something that I had to definitely I had to get used to yeah just the idea of moving to a whole new different country and experiencing like a different culture to the one you're used to kind of like yeah deal with yeah, like, yeah. with homesickness yeah. and yeah kind of scary <laughs> it's kind of scary yeah yeah it's kind of, yeah it is it's, it is kind of scary yeah and um also like um, did you bring kind of like more of a simple question, but did you bring any Indonesian food to Canada? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, like oh I god. know like, yes. some yeah, some people brought like um Indomie. Indomie and, um, yes. Yeah. Yes, oh my god. You guys don't know how much Indomie saved my life here. <laughs> because like like when I when I had to quarantine, I so when I had to when I went into Canada I only had, I was only fully vaccinated with Sinovac, right? And then Canada mm-hmm. doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't see Sinovac as a real vaccine. So I still had to quarantine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had to quarantine oh for 14 God. days. And I think you guys saw my TikToks, but, like, I packed a lot of Indomie. I packed. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw. I packed, I packed Milo. I packed Energen. I packed. Oh, yeah. 
banyak deh wow, that's itu, a lot. I know yeah. <laughs> yeah because like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be straight honest with you like the food in quarantine it was so plain there's no flavor so then like <laughs> oh yeah so then like when when I need a little kick of spice uh-huh. I just did I, I got my oseng tempe tempe oh, kering and I added that to my food and then it was so much better and then sometimes I just added ketchup and like sambal mata I had I bought sambal mata oh my god yeah oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> crucial oh my god yeah yeah and then like I ate it and like oh my god finally some flavor and then like indomie I eat it when I'm when it's like late at night when there's nothing else to eat like I just cook indomie tambah tempe lagi sama some kentang kering I think yeah and then I just cook that oh the best the best <laughs> Okay, so um, we've actually finally arrived at our final question, which is, um, do you have any advice for high school students who are thinking about studying abroad? Hmm, one key, one key advice I'll tell you is that do not, do not overwhelm yourself. I feel like people kind of, especially when going abroad, it's like a big momental a moment in your life like oh my god i'm applying to university i can only apply to university like once and this might gonna be my first time like what do i do and then you start panicking don't start panicking because a lot of time it means like uh the application stuff like right now application periods are open and your application process will continue on up until up until april or may depending on where you are applying so take your time. Be uh, be ahead of your deadlines. Uh, sure to always, always be updated with the university websites. When I was applying, I make sure I regularly check the university websites to know if there's any updates, to know if there's any deadlines, to know maybe if there's any scholarship opportunities that I can find. Maybe make sure you're always updated in your uh, uh, the university's website, maybe the university newsletter, mm-hmm. and. Uh, don't be, last thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. There's so many other, there's many people that are going through the same thing as you. And if you, you feel like you need help with the personal essay, with the CV, you can always ask someone, someone older, someone like your parents, your teachers, mm-hmm. and maybe your other friends, they can help you. You can even ask me just I, like, I have so many people DMing me on Instagram and I yeah. with up like making their CV and stuff. So if you guys are looking to find some help, there's so much help. There's so much help on the internet. There's so much help on TikTok even. Like, there's so many TikTok videos helping you to apply to university. Yeah, mm-hmm. the world is in your hands. Take notes, guys. For those who are listening to this, you guys need to take notes. Yes, but, make yeah. sure you take notes. <laughs> yeah, studying abroad has so much to offer. Like, you can gain a greater understanding of the world. And I feel like it's so exciting. Like, it throws many students out of their comfort zones, you know? Yeah, because... yeah. Especially, yeah. Especially if you're in uh, a country that you've never been to, you feel like a tourist of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. feel like a student uh-huh. because you just want to explore. Yeah, it's like a whole new world. I know, a whole new yeah. world. It's very amazing. I really recommend you guys to study abroad because the yeah, chance, if the chance is there, different. why not take it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually super fascinated after hearing Garfin's stories and his journey. What about you, Mara? Like, are you thinking of studying abroad? Um, actually, yeah. It's always, it's also always been my dream to study abroad. 
But like right now, I'm not really sure what country I want to go to. But after hearing Ka Arvin's stories and experiences, I'm starting to consider applying to Canada. So whoa, <laughs> whoa. look <Yeah>. at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. How about you, Shafiola? Do you have any? I don't know though. I kind of want to. It's super. It sounds super fun and uh, and exciting. And exciting. True. Mm-hmm. True. So I guess that's the end of our first episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wrap, guys. Big thanks to Carlos for being in our first yeah. episode. We learned so many things from him, and we hope this episode can be useful for the listeners too. Thank Yay. you for having me, guys. It was yeah. It was thank a big you. Pleasure. Thank you. I did not I realize like... that we've been talking for fifteen minutes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I thought it's been it was a pleasure to talk with you guys. Thirty minutes. Yeah, it's been a pleasure too. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Carvin. Thank, Thank you, you Carvin. So yes. Bye. Make sure if you guys Bye. need anything else, just hit me up. Bye.